0: From having a stint put in to right after the stint was put in. And so your prayers counted. You saw it on Facebook. You saw it on the prayer chain. You saw it on Twitter, wherever it was. And you started praying for him and God already started working in his life. Amen. And so let's just lift him up in prayer today. Lord Jesus, we lift up our pastors to you, God. And Lord God, I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would continue the recovery process that you've already started, Lord Jesus. That you would, Lord Jesus, put everything back in order, Lord Jesus. God, we pray that he's not going to be hindered by this, Lord Jesus. We declare that, that he is not going to be hindered by this. But God, he's going to make a full recovery, Lord Jesus. And that he's going to keep doing your work, God, that you've called him to, Lord Jesus. God, I ask that you would... Bless his family, Lord Jesus. We lift up Pastor Julie to you today, and we lift up his kids, God. Ask that you would be with them, and that you would touch them, and that you would help them to help Pastor Steve, Lord Jesus, and God will give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And you can pray for Pastor Julie, because she's having to deal with his phone at the moment. And uh, if you've ever been around Pastor Steve, that's a big deal. That's a lot of emails. That's a lot of text messages. That's a lot of alerts that he puts on his phone. So you just pray for it, All right. So you get stuck with me this morning and, um, um, (laughs) appreciate that. Love y'all. But we're going to continue pastor Steve's series called the blacklist. And, uh, he, he talked to us about that. We have list everywhere, that lists are a part of his life, that his mama ingrained in him list everywhere. And I've got to confess something to you. I have this bad habit um, at the end of a day to make a list just so that I can cross things off the list. And uh, that's the, I, I like that satisfaction of being able to cross things off. And I'm old school. I, I've got reminders on my phone. We've got smartphones. We've got all these things. But I just like that satisfaction of just taking a pen and scratching through something saying, hey, that's what I did. And uh, so lists are part of our life. Lists are supposed to help keep us ordered. Amen. There's to-do list, And Pastor Steve reminded us of the honey-do list, right? Tari, you're about to get a big one of those. I know your wife's going to be gone for a little while. But Pastor Steve told us last week that God has a list, that God has a black list, that this is one of the lists that you actually don't want to end up on, that you can end up on all kinds of great lists, but you don't want to end up on God's black list. Amen? And it's hard. He, He talked to us and told us that it's hard for us to fully comprehend that God even has a black list. We talk so much about God as love. We talk so much about God is love and how loving he is. And and we all agree that that's how he most of the time deals with you and me, is through his love. But we also have to understand that there are things that he hates and things that he detests, and we can't take that away from it. We just have to be aware of what that blacklist is. We have to know what it is so that we can purposely avoid that blacklist. Amen? Let's read in Proverbs chapter 6 verses 16 through 19. We're going to read that black list. There, it says, There are six things the Lord hates. Yes, that's what it says. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would use this scripture, Lord Jesus, to cut deep into our hearts, God, that you would share something with us, that you would give us the life that's in your word, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said, this is pretty strong language. I don't even know if you knew that God used the word hate. And, and, and we, all, we, can, we can relate it that God hates sin, and we understand that. He doesn't hate. We've heard it all, right? He doesn't hate the sinner, he just hates the sin, right? We can preach that all day long. But these are things that he actually lists out, things that God actually hates, things that are detestable to him. And uh, today I want to talk to you about two of these together. Two things together because they're, 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 they're together because they have a common thread and that's the tongue. And I'm going to mess with you today, and I know it's getting ready to be tax season, so I'm really going to mess with you today about your taxes. But I want to talk to you about your tongue. Solomon in this portion of scripture, he says that God hates a lying tongue. And then it's not just a few words later that he says that God also hates a false witness who pours out lies. Now let's think about how big of a deal this actually is. He's listing out six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Solomon's making a list of these six things that God hates, and somehow lying makes the list not once, but makes the list twice. That must mean that it could be a big deal. See, he could have listed in there that God hates divorce. We we could list in there that God hates homosexuality. We could list in there that God hates all kinds of other things. He could have put all kinds of other things in that list because he already had lying in there. But no, lying was such a big deal that he said that he, he needed you to know not just once that God hates lying, but two times. God hates lying. And today what I'm hoping that I can do through Pastor Steve's message is, begin to hopefully open up your eyes and understand why is lying such a big deal? Why is it so important that we understand this big deal that God hates lying, not once but twice? God not only hates lying once, but he hates it twice. Why in the world is it such a big deal? And the first thing that I'd share with you this morning is that truth is foundational. Truth is. Is foundational. Do you understand that our basis we sang and Abby shared that we're 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 trusting you, God? Do you understand that our trust in God is based on truth? Our trust in God is based on that He is truth. God is love, but God is truth. See, if God wasn't truth, then every promise, everything that He's ever said, even salvation itself, we would have to bring into question and we would have to debate is this true? But I'm thankful that we serve a God that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is truthful. It's a big deal. See, our belief in this comes from the Bible when it says that he is not a man that he should lie. See, he is not a man like me and you. Me and you, we have the opportunity, and we're going to get to this later. We have the choice every single day. We can tell the truth or we can lie. But God is not a man. That he should lie. He cannot lie. He is truth. Amen. So when he says it, you can take it to the bank. And I'm thankful that when God says that he loves me, I can take it to the bank. When God says that he knows me, I can take it to the bank. When God says that he can use me. When God says that he's guarding me. When God says that he's guiding me. When it says that God is providing for me. When God says that he's healing me and all the other countless promises that God gives, I am thankful that we can take that to the bank. That it is truth, and there is nothing more truer than God's word. Amen? I'm thankful for that. But let me just mesh with you just a little bit. If we're supposed to be God's representatives here on earth, don't you think that it's also important that we tell the truth? If we're supposed to be the one here on earth representing God, people may never walk in the doors of church, but they know God based on who you tell them God is. It's based on truth. And what we do is we literally misrepresent him. We misrepresent who God is when we lie. When we don't tell the truth, we stand in direct opposition to who God even is. Amen? So, and the next thing that makes it a big deal is that lying links us to Lucifer. Now, if you don't know that Pastor Steve wrote that, you know that that didn't come from me. Lying links us to Lucifer. That didn't come from Woodrow. That came from Pastor Steve. He's got three L's in there, Pastor Bob. Three L's. Lying links us to Lucifer. I would never even think to call him Lucifer and not Satan just to put another L in there. Somebody say amen. Amen. I love the way our pastor thinks. Lying links us to Lucifer. Now listen, do you understand that Satan's work directly is directly opposite of what God's work is? See, I don't think we quite grasp that sometimes. That if God is love, then Satan is hate. Then Satan works in hate. If God is peace, then Satan works and operates in chaos. If God is joy then Satan would be depression. He is in opposition to what God is. If God is life, then Satan leverages death. See, and since the foundation of God is truth, Satan makes his living by lying. He deceives people. See, you got to catch that the lack of truth is what caused Satan to fall. What even created Satan to be Satan was the lack of truth. He did not understand the truth. He did not understand what the truth was. And that lack of truth caused him to fall. See, and then in John chapter 8 and verse 44, you all know it. He is known as the father of... Amen, she said. He is known as the father of lies in John chapter 8 and verse 44. It also says in that same verse that lying is his native language. That when he's telling a lie, he's not being apart from himself. He is being himself. It is his native language. He doesn't know how to tell the truth. He couldn't tell the truth if he wanted to tell the truth. Satan is all about lying. That's how he makes his living All lies originate and find their beginning in Him. If He is the Father of all lies, when you tell a lie, you want me to say it? If He's the Father of all lies, when you tell a lie, you might become His Son. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. You take it for what it means. But if he is the father of all lies, if all lies originate in him, if all lies have their beginning and their source in Satan, Lucifer, then what you do when you lie is that you not only align yourself to be in the same boat as him, but you link yourself to him. What you do is that you take a strap that you tie around yourself and you hook it on his belt loop. And you're following him. Wherever he goes, now you must go. Whatever he says, now you must say. Come on, he's the father of all lies. What happens when we lie is we become an agent, an ambassador, a partner with the devil. For all intents and purposes, you become buddy-buddy with the devil. Satan has become your BFF Bay. Let me fill you in because I had no idea what that meant until I saw it on a locker at Bethany High School. It said BFFBAE. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Let me just share you so that you can be up on it. It means best friends forever before anyone else. BFF Bays, that's what we are. Tar me and you, we BFF Bays. I don't understand it, but that's what we are, bro. Just know it. But what happens when we lie is that you and Satan, me and Satan, when we lie, we become BFFs. And we can be, we can be the Bays as well, the BAEs before anyone else. But that's what happens. We purposely put ourselves in connection and put our arm around him and say, let's go, buddy. See, and sometimes we don't catch that concept that he really is the father of all lies Come on, I'm going to deal with you a little bit more. See, you got to catch this also. If we're going to understand why lying is is a big deal, understand this about the world. If they can't trust your word, then why would they trust his word? Come on! You are sent here to be God on this earth, and if they can't trust what you're saying, then why in the world would they trust something that you're telling them about? Why in the world would you trust? Th- why in the world would they trust you to tell the truth about the life that you live? Come on! This is a this this one to me is a huge deal, because if they can't trust you about your word, why would they trust God about His word? Come on! We're God's ambassadors. Amen. We are his hands. We are his feet. Come on. Being a Christian means that your words are his words. God set it up that way. When you're talking, it's as if God's talking. You know how I can prove that? Whatever you bind on this earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on this earth will be loosed in heaven. That's how come, I'm not even going to talk about it, but that's how come forgiveness is a big deal. I've already preached that to you before. That's why forgiveness is a big deal. Because God said, I'm giving you the power right there in your tongue. Right there in your tongue, you're going to have the power. And what you loose will be loosed. And what you bind will be bound. That's God set it up that way because he wants you to be an ambassador for him. See, and to lie literally means, let me just give you the definition. To lie literally means to willfully pervert the truth. If Pastor Steve was preaching, he'd call you a bunch of perverts. That was in his notes, but I just couldn't. It's just not me. But he was going to ask you, why do we pervert the truth? See, do you understand that lying is only lying if you willfully know what the truth is and don't tell the truth? If you don't know what the truth is, then it's not lying. It is a willful, thought out process to choose to pervert the truth. Come on. You make the conscious choice to twist it. To distort distort the truth. See, I'm going to mess with you real bad now because this is how it happens in my life. Lying has become such a part of our everyday life that we don't even notice it sometimes. We do it as if we have become the father of lies. As if lying has become our native language. Because we lie. And we lie. And we've lied for so long that we've got to keep up the charade. See, can I tell you my biggest pet peeve about church? Oh, I'm great. Oh, man, I'm good. Shut up! If I ask you how you're doing, please tell me that you're not doing good if you're not doing good. You're not fooling me. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just asking how you're doing people how they're doing and then they actually tell me how they're doing and they're like oh I'm sorry I know you wanted me to just tell you that I was doing fine no what we do every day that we come in the doors is that we put on our church face and oh boy Tari my life can be going to hell in a handbasket, but I'm going to sit on the second row when they hit that song oh boy I'm going to feel it boy I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to shout to Jesus great are you God And I'm going to walk out there and nothing's changed. But it's because you came in here and you lied. We come in Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. We go to small group after small group. We go home with our spouses. We spend more time with our spouses than anybody else. And we're lying to them too. And it's become our native language. And we do it without even thinking about it. So this is the last thing that I want to share with you is that we need a truth revolution. See, let me tell you what scientific studies show is that on average, every person in the whole world tells at least one or two lies a day. Now, let me also tell you this. It also says, and Tari, I was thankful for this. It also says that lying is equal amongst men and women. All the men said amen. Women, I know you think that we lie more than you do, but the scientific studies say that you lie just as much as we do. But does this bother anybody? Does this bother you, the fact that if we're going by statistics, everybody in this room in the last seven days has said one or two lies? <laughs> Come on. See, this is what we got to understand. If we are going to convince people to trust in God's word, to trust who he is, then we've got to get back to telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That used to mean something to somebody. That used to mean something to a nation that we live in. But now I can get up and say I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and I can lie straight through my teeth and not even, not even, not even have trouble sleeping at night we got to get back to that. we got to get back to the fact that we are living, telling the truth. That our life is truth. That what we're saying is truth. That our marriage is truth. That our relationship with our kids is truth. That our homework, come on students, our homework is truth. We've got to get back to that. See, what we have to do is we have to quit stretching the truth. Maybe you've heard it as this oh, it was just a little white lie. Little white lie, big black lie, doesn't matter. It's all a lie. And see, what we do is we think that if it's just a little white lie, it's no big deal. But if it's a big lie, it's a big deal. So I can go around telling little white lies and it's no big deal, but it's a big deal. Can I just tell you that I was preparing to preach this and, you know, I just turned in my taxes. How many of you know that you have, anybody that turns in taxes, you have a great opportunity to tell the truth or to lie about that, okay? Especially when, when, let me just be honest with you, especially in my line of work where I go and do side jobs, okay? That tile and whatever, it doesn't matter. I've done some work for Tari, I've done some work for President Ely, done some work for Pastor Steve, just kind of anything and everything, all right? The government relies on me to tell them how much money I make. And the more money I make, the more money I got to pay. Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? So if I tell them that I make this amount of money, then I owe this amount. But if I tell them I make this amount of money, then I only owe this amount. See, and I've got to turn in receipts for supplies that they'll never see. I've got to turn uh, mileage in that they'll never see. You got to get all of your stuff together your accountant is only as good as you're willing to tell the truth and this morning I figured up my taxes and I was like man that's all that I made last year I have a program on my iPad that tells me all of my invoices and my quotes and stuff and I tallied that up and I said man that's it it's like well I guess that's what having a two-year-old son will do to you is it kind of slow down a little bit don't do as much so I just said well thank you Lord turned in my receipts turned in my mileage all that stuff this morning I was putting up some foot warmers because it's not hunting season yet, but it will be coming soon, I'm hoping. I was putting them up in the closet, and I noticed a whole stack of receipts. Because, see, I write the job name on top of the receipt so that I know how much I got paid according to that receipt in case it doesn't end up in there just as a safety precaution. I pulled out a whole wad of receipts, about 50 or 60 receipts. Now, I had the opportunity Bishop Thompson, to accidentally throw those away. Because I've already turned in my taxes. I mean, I've already given them to my accountant. It's going to make me look bad, look like I was trying to lie or something, if I go turn them in. So it's just easier for everybody if I just don't turn in those receipts. But see, on those receipts, I saw a job name going, oh, I never made an invoice for that because they didn't ask me for one. But I still made money. Just said, everybody, so that you know, not bragging on me, bragging on Jesus, I text my accountant and said, hey, you need to pause. I need to bring you another piece of paper. Found about 50 or 60 receipts and about four jobs I didn't tell you about. Because God said, right here, you have the opportunity to link yourself to Lucifer or to link myself to God, knowing, you know what it's going to cost me? Bishop Thompson, what's it going to cost me? More money. It's a percentage. Every job that I turn in, I pay more money. Maybe you don't struggle in the area of taxes. Maybe you struggle in the area with your wife or your spouse. Let's just make it for both of them. That if they knew who I really was, if they knew what I really struggled with, If I was ever really honest with them. Or maybe you struggle with what we talked about already in the church. If people really knew who I was, they wouldn't allow me to sing on the worship team. If you knew some of the things about me, you wouldn't let me preach. That's just truth. We're not perfect. We're not standing up here. Pastor Steve's not up here. All of the ministers that are in the house, they can tell you. We don't stand up here because we're perfect. We stand up here only by the grace of God is the way that we're able to get up and minister. And you've got to learn to live your life the only way you can live it is by being honest and trusting in the grace of God. That's good. See, let me get into just one more thing before I let you go. The reason that we've got to quit stretching the truth, the reason that we've got to quit telling little white lies, the reason that we've got to quit bold-faced lying is because how many of you know that the Word of God says that it is the truth that will set you free? When you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, what I believe is that I see people that are still bound by the same thing as several years ago because they're not willing to tell the truth. Because without the truth, there is no freedom. Are you are you catching this? Without the truth, there is no freedom. You've been lying in other areas of your life, and that's why you can't get free in this area of your life. Because that lying has kept you from knowing the truth, and the truth is what sets you free. Somebody say amen. Some people need to be set free today because they need to start telling the truth. Some people need to start saying, Hey, you know what? I know I pretend like I've got it all together, but I don't. And we go, <laughs> yeah, we knew. One more story before I move on. I shared with my mom one time after I graduated college and was getting ready to marry Jesse. I shared with her. I said, Mom, I said, I just wanted you to know some of the things that I've struggled with in my life. So I shared with her, hey, I did this. And she goes, yeah, I know. And I did this. Yeah, I know. What? How did you know those things? See, most of the time when we lie, we're only fooling ourselves. We ain't fooling anybody else. You don't roll out of bed on a Sunday morning with your hair looking all crazy and your breast smelling all funky even though you brushed your teeth and we not know where you were on Saturday. I'm just being honest. You can't roll in here and pretend to have the greatest love with your wife even though your wife the whole time is trying to make you let go of her hand as you're walking. We see that. We see you driving down 39th Expressway giving her the business with your finger. And her just sitting there taking it and then walking in the church like, oh, man, we're good. You ain't fooling anybody. You're just fooling yourself. My mama said, you never fooled me, Woody. I knew exactly what you were doing. I'm like, mama, how come you didn't kick me in the rear then? She said, because I didn't think it would help. So I prayed and let God kick you in the rear and look how you turned out. And she knew the whole time. And Bob, I thought I I was pulling the wool over her eyes. She didn't know I was going to church. I was raising my hand. I played the drums. I even preached some. But my relationship with Jesus was really far away. At a very, 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 very large distance away. we got to quit lying. we got to start telling the truth. See, listen to what Solomon says in the same chapter, verses 12 through 15. Riff-raff and rascals. I like that. I may start talking like that. Riff-raff and rascals talk out both sides of their mouth. That means I tell you one thing, but I tell them another thing. That means that when I'm talking to you, you're the greatest thing since the wheel that was ever invented. But when I'm behind your back, I can't stand anything that you're doing. I know nobody does that. I'm just preaching about me. But riff-raff and rascals talk out of both sides of their mouths, they wink at each other. They shuffle their feet. They cross their fingers behind their backs. Their perverse minds are always cooking up something nasty, always stirring up trouble, riffraff rascals. That is. But listen to what it says: catastrophe is just around the corner for them. A total smash up. Their lives ruined beyond repair. See, Solomon said that for those that lie, that talk out both sides of their mouth, that wink at each other, that shuffle their feet real fast, that cross their fingers behind their back so they can shake your hands and say, no, it wasn't true. He says that catastrophe is right around the corner for them a smash-up job, something that puts their lives beyond repair. See, I think some of us are living in that place because we've been lying and we've made a habit of it, and catastrophe has come in our life, and we're throwing our hands up to God saying, God, what in the world's going on in my life? And God's looking back at you and saying, you're linked to the father of lies. You've got yourself linked to Lucifer. I can't even do anything in your life because you won't tell the truth. Madeline, why don't you come play with us? See, what we, do, what we have to do is we have to grasp how serious lying is. And let me just throw this out there, and I'm just going to move past it. But we have to get past worrying about what others will think about us. Can I tell you, that's the biggest. Most lies are because I want you to think that I'm better than I am. Or I don't want you to think I'm as bad as I am. So therefore, I'm going to tell you about my struggle, but I'm only going to tell you about this much of my struggle. I'm not going to tell you about my struggle. I'm going to lift my hands in a silence saying, hey, I need prayer. No, you need to find somebody and say, hey, this is why I need prayer. I need to be honest with somebody. I don't know if you've told a lie and you've had to keep it up and keep it up and keep it up and somebody finds a hole in that lie so you gotta create another lie to keep this lie afloat and then they find a hole in that lie and you gotta make up another lie come on just like you were sick last Tuesday and couldn't go into work I'm just saying it's the little things that we think are not lying on my taxes we're only talking about $1500 Bishop Thompson it's not a huge deal the government's not going to miss my taxes off of that, but it is a big deal because it's me being truthful. You're telling people what you're really going through. Oh, that's not a big deal. Nobody needs to know that's a private matter. Oh, is it? Well, how come your private matter's affecting your whole public life? We don't tell the truth. As a matter of fact, most of us can't tell the truth, not even part of the truth or any of the truth. We've always got to skew it in our favor. got to get past worrying about what other people think. For two reasons. One, so that you can be free. So that you can experience the freedom that God has for you. But number two, so that when people look at you, they can believe and trust in the God that you serve. Because if they can't believe your word, they're never going to believe his. Lord Jesus, this morning, God, I pray that you would help us all of us, God, me included. Lord Jesus, on a daily basis basis, says the scientific research, on a daily basis, we have one or two times, God, where we have the opportunity to tell the truth or to lie. We have the opportunity to be honest with somebody or we have the opportunity to twist it just a little bit so it makes us look better. God, I pray that you would help us in those moments to be honest honest with ourselves, honest with you, honest with other people. And God, I pray that when we start being honest, when we quit lying, God, I pray that you would bring freedom into our life. God, I pray that you would break the bond between us and Satan, Lord Jesus. God, that you would break the hindrance from other people knowing that you are who you say you are, God, and that you would bust all of that up, Lord Jesus, just by us telling the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. Maybe you came to church and you 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 just expected a just nice pat you on the back sermon, some good worship, and you were planning on leaving, going back. But maybe your whole life is a lie. Maybe your relationship with Jesus is a lie. I want to take the time right now if you say, Woody that's me my relationship with god is a lie and today i need to make that relationship right i need to either rededicate my life to the lord or i need salvation to come into my life if that's you we don't want to embarrass you but if that's you right there where you're sitting just raise your hand real quick you could put it right back down anybody in the house say my relationship with jesus is a lie thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus God, I thank you for the honesty that's taking place in this room right now, Lord Jesus. God, and I pray that you'd help us to be honest. Right now, just between you and God, if you say, hey, and I'm going to phrase this so that you can feel like you can raise your hand. If you say, Woody, I struggle with that. I don't lie, but sometimes I twist things just to make myself look a little better and not look as bad. If you say, Woody, that's me. I struggle with that. Just acknowledge that between you and God. Say, yep, I struggle with that. And just raise your hand. You can put it right back down. Yeah, I see your hands and hands. Yep, we struggle with that. Lord Jesus, help us today. Help us today. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that you would help us all. Lord Jesus, those that lifted their hands and said, you know what? I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I struggle with telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. God, I pray that we would become people that tell the truth all the time. There is no question when you hear us talking, God, you know that we're telling the truth. God, and I pray that that would change our lives forever and ever. Lord Jesus, I lift up these people that are here today. And God, right now, Lord Jesus, I pray that, God, you would bless them in every way that you can. God, I pray that you would help them to tell the truth. God, we can't even tell the truth without you. And God, help us to tell the truth at work, at home, at church, with our friends, with the rest of our extended family. God, help us to tell the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray